Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. This is uh, Pastor Scott, and uh, glad that you're on Casual Conversations with me today. We're going to take a break from New Beginnings, a series of podcasts that we started back in the first of the year. Uh, we're going to take a break from that and uh, do some uh, some interviews of some all-stars. Let's just call this our all-star break. Well, today we have Isaac Bagby with us on Casual Conversations. Good morning, Isaac. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm, do- I'm doing okay. Well, uh, most of our listeners don't know you, um, so I would appreciate it. I think they would too, if you would uh, just take a minute to introduce yourself to us. Yeah, absolutely. So I was uh, born and raised um, in a Christian household, grew up in church most of my life. I was in Arizona until God called me and my family to South Carolina so my mom could follow her um, her call to become a youth pastor. Oh, your mom's um, a youth pastor. Yes. Yes. Or was. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and it was during that, that time of like transition that I, uh, really found my own faith and was able, I was able to be blessed by such a great family, um, who just loved and supported me, um, and guide me to where I am today. And now I'm attending Olivet Nazarene University, um, to follow my mom's footsteps to become uh, and become a youth pastor. And I have a minor in children's as well. So you're a major in youth ministry and a minor in children's ministry. Yes. Right. Yep. Wow. That's, that's going to keep you busy one of these days. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> um, well, tell us, uh, you said you're following in your mom's footsteps and I understand what you mean by that. And uh, uh, full disclosure, your mom is on staff with me at uh, mm-hmm. Columbia First Church. So, uh, so that's cool. And uh, she's no longer the youth pastor, but she's a connections pastor, but yep. following in her footsteps in ministry. So um, I understand what that means, but I also understand there's a divine element to that path. And so would you mind uh, sharing with our listeners um, about your call to ministry? Yeah. Um, so I was a junior in high school. Um, and I still didn't know where God was calling me. And, you know, during that time, you, you know, kind of want to figure it out. Um, I would just pray like, God, show me a sign. Um, but it wasn't till the summer that I went on tour with the impact team, which is a traveling choir who spreads the gospel through, you know, song and praise. In one of our nightly devos, one of the other members was leading and talking um, about calling he was talking and I just felt like something I've never really felt before but like I just I just knew like the Lord was just laying it on my heart that like he wants me like to do this this thing that like I've been doing my entire life but haven't really realized um which is just becoming a youth pastor and you know ever since then that's been my goal and I've I've really enjoyed it for every chance that I've gotten to partake in it so you've done some some things with the youth ministry? I have. So um, at Olivet, I have an internship at uh, Kankakee First Church of the Nazarene, um, where I would lead the youth there. Um, 
well, side by side with the youth pastor and lead small groups and games and uh, stuff like that. And it's just, you know, it's, it's really nice to just be like, like when I do it, it's just like, God's like, yes, this is, this is what you're supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. That's cool. I do know that it's a, yeah. it's a great <laughs> feeling to, to be where, where your creator has created you to be. So, mm-hmm. well, um, Isaac, we are uh, on casual conversations. We're taking a break from new beginnings, which is a series of, of uh, topics that I started earlier this year. And uh, I'm going to call it the, uh, the all-star break and you're my first all-star. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the, the story that I want you to, uh, to help us unpack today is the uh, story of Lazarus, which we uh, read about in uh, John chapter 11. So uh, why don't you just take a minute and uh, tell our listeners about Lazarus? Yeah. So um, the story starts out with Jesus and his disciples. They're leaving Judah where they were being threatened to be stoned. Um, during this time that they were leaving Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, they send word to Jesus saying like that the one he loves is sick. So to that, Jesus replied, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God so that God may be, God's son may be glorified through it. Jesus then tells the disciples that Lazarus fell asleep, but he is going to wake him up. The disciples didn't really understand what he was saying. And so they thought he meant just naturally sleeping. So then when Jesus realized that, he was like, no, you don't understand me. Lazarus is dead, but I'm going to go wake him up. Um, so so oh, you're, no. you're saying that, uh, that Jesus and Lazarus, uh, they, they were friends. Jesus mm-hmm. was kind of in a pickle in ministry and in a place where he was in, in trouble with, with the authorities around him. He got a call. So, so he had one reason to leave, to get out of town or get out of Dodge mm-hmm. uh, because he was being threatened. And then he got a, not a call, a notification or a word, a message from uh, uh, Lazarus's sisters that, um, uh, that Lazarus was, was very, very ill. And so you're telling me that uh, Jesus, in spite of the fact that he is getting this pressure and this, these threats, in spite of the fact that his good friend was, was sick at the point of death, that uh, he stayed away. Um, and so it sounds like he stayed away on purpose. Well, not, not only did he stay away, he said um, he was glad that he wasn't there to save him when he was alive. So like Jesus says it very bluntly to his disciples that he's glad that he's not there to save Lazarus when he was alive. Like he purposely waited till he was dead. That we could unpack that for weeks. Couldn't we? We really could. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, we get in a hurry for God. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's get on to the, get back to the story. Uh, so, yeah. so what happened then when Jesus so, finally decided to go? Yeah. Jesus arrived and Lazarus was dead for four days in the tomb. Uh, and when he gets there, he first speaks to Martha. Um, she says, oh, Jesus, if, if, you weren't, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. And he goes on to tell her that um, your brother will rise again, have a new life. And she knows this, um, but she's just kind of like, you know, if you were still here, like he would have been 
he would have died or he wouldn't have died and he's like no your brother's alive in heaven and then wow. he goes and talks to mary and she says the same exact thing it's oh jesus if only you would have been here you know my brother wouldn't have died but do you, it wasn't do you really think they believe that i i think you know it's kind of like the last hope type kind of thing like like Jesus, like my last hope, like he, my brother's already dead, like, you know, and you also have somebody to blame if that's, if that's truly yeah, what you believe. That's true. Okay. All right. Go on, please. All right. So um, Mary talks to Jesus now and um, was, was like, same thing, like Jesus, if you want to have been here, uh, my brother wouldn't have died. And he felt compassion towards her. And was like, oh, hold on, show me, show me where Lazarus is. And so uh -huh. they go, they open the tomb, and he says, uh, Lazarus, come on out. And he walks out of the tomb. Wow, I love that. That's some of my favorite words in in the scripture is that found in John 11, where Jesus just kind of looks in toward the tomb. That's how I picture it anyway. He just shouts out, Lazarus, come out. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's a you know it's, we talk about maybe just uh whistling in the dark or shouting into the wind or something like that it just seems like that took guts in front of all those people yeah to, to go ahead okay open her up and then then just saying all right lazarus come out so um mm -hmm. well there are uh there's interesting things happening in this story and and uh maybe uh, two or three things that uh, you would call uh, gems or or just sharp points maybe that uh, that our listeners could grab hold of today yeah so the first one I think I mean we we talked about like unpacking it and when we were talking about it is just when when Jesus says like um that I'm glad I didn't do this like this is for the glory of God or for the glory of God's son and like like wow that's a bold statement that he he's glad he wasn't able to save him but i mean i think the real point of it is to like you know for the glory of god like from from martha and mary's standpoint like i guess that's that's hard to think about but um you know because they're the ones that suffering but it it really was to glorify God and God did get glorified through it. I wonder um, if they felt good <laughs> about that, you know, and if we do, um, it's, it's a tough place to be, you know, death is final, at least in our experience, in our minds, in our contact with our loved one. So this is for the glory of God. And I don't know about you, but I'd be a little tempted to say, yeah, but <laughs> I want my brother back or I want yeah. my, I want my friend back or whatever. Okay. But for yeah. the glory of God, he even yeah. not only did, not only did Jesus uh, risk or put his own reputation on the line, I guess I'm saying it, but he also risked hurting and misunderstanding from uh, these dear friends of his. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm doing what I asked you to do. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. All right. Do you have, you have something else, another gem that you might um, share? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was really, 
really cool. The, the difference between the two sisters when Jesus was talking to them, when he first talks to Martha, um, she says, you know, if only you would have been here, my, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus, you know, replies to that, oh, he's alive. He's in heaven. Stop doubting me, you know. But then he talks to Mary and she says the same exact thing, same words, like, if only you would have been here. And, he, and to her, he feels the compassion and, and, you know, decides to raise Lazarus from that point, which I thought, I thought was very interesting. In the, in the aspect that it's two different responses, similar, or at least started out the same, but, but two different responses, two different people. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I, I, what I think happened is like Jesus was kind of frustrated, I guess, with Martha that like, like Martha, you know who I am, obviously why you're, he was, he was just mad at her in like, don't doubt me type of thing. Like I, I came here at this time for this reason, just, just trust me. But, um, you know, the two sisters were both doubting him and he only kind of says that to Martha. We may not understand the motives of how God deals with us versus how he deals with others, but there are reasons behind it, aren't there? Mm-hmm. I think, I think part of it, um, you know, God says that like, he'll test us and he'll test us to be able like, and he won't put us anything that he knows we won't be able to get through. And so I think if he told Mary the same thing he did as Martha, she might've handled it a lot differently than, than Martha did. That's and so, true. um, so it's not so I much think, about uh, God's capriciousness or arbitrariness. It's what each individual could, mm-hmm. could handle, how they could handle it. I'm yeah, sorry I interrupted I think, you. Yeah, no, you're fine. I think they just, they both growed exponentially from what Jesus said, even though it was very different for each one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we're going to take a break for, uh, for Momentum Ministries. And uh, when we come back, uh, if you have another gem to share, I'd like for you to do that. And then I'm going to ask you about how this story impacts you personally. But uh, let's take a break first. Good morning. This is Jenny with Momentum Ministries. One day, Jesus stood outside the grave of a friend and called him forth from the dead. Lazarus came to life at the words of Jesus. That was a pretty significant day in Lazarus's life, wouldn't you say? There have been many, many significant days in history. Just in my lifetime, I can think of several. 9-11 in 2001, Osama bin Laden killed in 2011, same-sex marriage recognized by the Supreme Court in 2015, January 20th, 2020, the first case of COVID was reported in the United States. But this Sunday, we will celebrate the most remarkable day in all the history of humanity, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That event changed the course of history. Has it changed your life? We at Momentum Ministries encourage you to know the one who is the resurrection and the life, Jesus Christ. Has he changed your life? The Bible says that those who believe in him, who receive him, become children of God. 
Have you believed in Jesus? Have you received his life? Thank you, Momentum Ministries. And uh, we're back with uh, Isaac Bagby. And I'm glad, uh, glad again, Isaac, that you uh, joined me for today's casual conversation. Don't know if you have another gem from the story that you want to share, but um, we're talking about uh, Martha and Mary and Lazarus being raised from the dead. So uh, why don't you pick up the story where we left off? Yeah, I think the, the last gem from the story is the miracle itself. I mean, it's, it's what the story is known for. God, or Jesus raising up a dead man. Um, and like, you, you see miracles throughout the, the New Testament where it's like he healed a paralyzed man or, you know, he, he cured blindness um, or diseases, what, or whatever it is. But I mean, death is just almost a whole new level. And I think because like you said earlier, like we, we believe death is final, you know? And so, but not to God. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess God who spoke life out of death, and who spoke uh, light out of darkness, he could, he could reanimate cells, couldn't he? Mm-hmm. Because he did it in the first place. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. Whatever we face then, you know, we talk about um, scientifically, we think about the eons of time that may have passed for us before the conditions were just right for uh, life to somehow be sparked. We know the conditions were right when God said, let there be, and there was, you know, we understand mm-hmm. that, but, but we also understand the enormity of, of that first moment of life. Everything else was inanimate before that, then it was alive. And so that took that took the, uh, the stroke of God's hand. And, and so he could do it again. I guess the point I'm trying to make, well, um, at this stage in your life, what about uh, Lazarus's story speaks most powerfully to you? Yeah. Um, you know, as, as soon as I, I read this again for this podcast, I was immediately hit. I was like, like, it's just the main thing that just really pops out about the story is that Jesus really shows God like through himself, through the testing of faith for Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. You see for, you see from their point of view, like Lazarus is sick. He's probably going to die. I imagine he was crying saying like, God, heal me. I love, I love you. Why am I sick? Mary and Martha crying to God, why won't you heal our brother? He's sick. Like we love him. Um, But like, if you zoom out of that and look at like what Jesus sees, Jesus sees the whole picture and like he, Jesus waits like last minute, you know, not, not even last minute. He waits four days until after he was dead. But Jesus kept promising that he would heal him and that he would rise again. But he was waiting for that perfect time so that not only Mary and Martha and Lazarus could see God's glory, but, but all of the town and all of the people mourning with them would be able to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for me in my life right now, uh, I'm, 
I'm in a valley, I would say. And for, for a reason I don't necessarily know yet, I had to temporarily step away from my school, my college, my friends, my girlfriend, my, my whole life, and my whole life that I've made in Chicago up in Olivet. I've had to step away from that this semester. Um, I don't know why. I, it's, I, it's not easy to be away from all of that. Um, and, you know, living back here, I don't really have many friends. I, you know, had to find a new job. I had to recreate, you know, a social life. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, through all of that, it's just, it's just really hard just knowing that I'm kind of disappointing people. Um, everybody who kind of like supported me, my church family. Um, but I'm constantly being reminded that like, this is, this is God's plan. And eventually it's going to be used for God's glory. Um, Amen. That's, that's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. And so I'm always, I'm always going back to um, James one, two through three, where it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Obviously something easier said than done. Um, yes. But um, when I was first going through this, I, I remember just, you know, like laying in bed crying. I'm like, God, like, why, why am I going through this? Why are you making me do this? And God's like, I didn't, I didn't make you go through anything. He's like, I, I trusted you to go through this. Uh -huh. I trusted you to go through this pain and this suffering because I know you would be able to get out of it. And I just, and it's, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to hear because I mean, God's trusting me to be able to do this and not leave his side. Wow. Big shoes to fill the ones that God gives us. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. are. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I appreciate you uh, you coming on and sharing uh, sharing your uh, thoughts about uh, Lazarus in John 11, plus applying it to your own life. Um, mm -hmm. uh, let's just shift gears for, for just a minute. Um, uh, I want to place you in the role of a pastor speaking to his flock, whether it's a youth group or church members or friends in your small group. But uh, as you think about what happened to Lazarus, and what happened to you or what you're going through right now? Like, what encouragement can you uh, to give, offer to uh, discouraged people today? I think I would just say that, you know, God, he has a plan. And we don't necessarily have to know that plan, but knowing that God is going to be glorified through it, it won't help the hurt. It won't, it won't ease the pain a little anymore, but God's trusting you to do this because in the end, it's going to grow. You're, you're, you're going to grow as a person. You're going to grow in your faith. And, you know, it's just, it's the that patience of waiting for this to pass, you know, got to go down to go all the way back up. Um, well, again, I appreciate it. And, I like to have, uh, I like to pray, first of all, for uh, on the podcast, just 
so people can join with me in in calling on the Lord. But uh, I also like my guests to pray for our listeners. So um, Isaac, would you mind praying for our listeners, especially those that, that might be in a dark valley right now? Yeah, I would love to. God, thank you. Thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you for Thank you for putting us through valleys, God. Thank you for giving us the opportunities to grow, grow in our faith and grow in these hard times. And God, although we may not see it, help us be able to put our trust in you and be able to, you know, love you more out of this, even through the hurt, even through the suffering, God. I know suffering is hard. I know it firsthand. But God, just, just be with us when we're at our lowest. Help us, help us just see, see the little light in the darkness, darkness and help us rely on you. And God, I know you are the almighty, powerful God, and you can bring us out of it, but just you know, just little things here and there to light up the day. Just help us push through, God. Thank you again. Thank you for sending your son on the cross. And thank you for everything you're doing. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you, Isaac, uh, for coming on uh, casual conversations today sir before we go is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners i would just say um when you're going through the valleys and you know your face getting tested don't fall away from god like he wants to help you he wants he wants to be able to lift you back up you want he wants to get you out of the valley more than you do probably um you just have to put faith in him um if you want, if anybody, any of the listeners not want to know more, I would recommend reading the book of Job, um, a great story about trial and testing. Um, also, if you're in a place in your life um, where you've never really felt like you've been trialed or tested before, I know I've been in that place and it's, it's hard because you're like, man, I want to grow, but you know, you don't really want to go through a valley to do that. Um, but if you do want, if you do want to grow in your faith, just pray the same prayer I did and say, God, just test me, help me grow closer to you. I don't want a stagnant relationship anymore. I don't, I, and I want to go deeper. So send me through the valley. Let me go far down where the only way back up is you. If you really want to pray this prayer, proceed with caution because, you know, God is the God of answering prayers. And yeah, you will be tested. And yeah. All right. Amen. Thank you so much again uh, for uh, sharing with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Love to do it. Well, that's all we have time for today. But I hope you'll uh, be back with us uh, on Casual Conversations next week as we interview another all-star. 
Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.